Welcome to the She Grows Podcast. We're so glad you're taking time to listen today. I'm Jen Matthews, and I'm joined by Daniel Doss for part two of the story we began in our last podcast. Are you so ready for it? Let's get into it. We're pregnant. We're pregnant. Not right now. Yeah, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Disclosure, not right now. Everybody's wrecking. Yes. (laughs) They're driving down the road. Listen to the podcast. Oh, my word. Uh, That's funny. So we found out we were pregnant. Yeah. And then we have to be pregnant. Yeah. The first exciting thing when you're pregnant is what? Finding out what you're having. yeah. Yeah, Did you want a specific gender of child? (laughs) There's two options. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, you know, I had Isabella, a girl, so it just made sense. Yeah. To have a boy. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the, okay. Well, whenever your daughter is praying specifically for a brother, you yeah. kind of, you're like, please, Lord, I beg of you. Right. Like, when this whole thing's be been be surrounded in prayer, like, please. <laughs> yes. Even yeah. in the little things, show That's yourself. Right. Yeah. So definitely pray for a boy. What about you? Um, I didn't dare be picky. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, everyone around us was having, there's a secret hope for a boy. But everyone around us was having girls. And it's like there's always something in the water. You have chunks of girls, and then you have chunks of boys, and then you have chunks of girls. It's like weird. Everybody has the same baby at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. so I thought, eh, it's girl season. Like, <laughs> it's it's not even worth <laughs> well, asking and we for. we just can't even, like, trust one thing. Because honestly, yeah. at this point, it's, a whirlwind. it's all the Lord. Yeah. So we're like, we're going to, it's whatever. Yeah, we're just it was whatever. whatever. Yeah. But we finally found out. I can't remember how far apart we found out. I think it was very close. I feel like too. Because we were technically like eight weeks apart. Is that right? I really don't remember the initial how far apart. But um, I may have found out early though because I got ultrasounds a lot. That's right. Um, But we did find out similarly And we found out we were having. Oh, yeah. And boys. boys. (laughs) Just the best. And you know what I was thinking about is, um, and I don't even think that we had even considered it, but both of our boys carry on the family name. Yes. So what pressure. Which is cool. Yes. I'm thankful that I didn't think about that beforehand because that layer (laughs) of pressure would have been there. I'm just really grateful for it. Oh, man. Yeah, I am too. In-laws, you're welcome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Let's talk about something fun real quick. Yeah. Anything that you craved? Ooh. I, so I didn't really crave anything other than I, I was never sick, but I was always kind of like on the verge of being mm. nauseous. And so the only thing that made me feel better was carbs. <laughs> so I ate a lot of pizzas <laughs> and chips. And still to this day, Brandon makes fun of me. He's There's like, so many people that are driving around that are pregnant right there. They're like, yes, pizza. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. To this day, if I'm like, I don't feel great. Brandon's like, let me guess. You need a pizza. <laughs> you better leave life. me alone. <laughs> but the weirder thing for me was not a craving. It was a, uh, it was a lack. It's a lack. Yeah, yeah. There's some word for when you don't want something. Yeah. Um, an aversion yes. to coffee. Like, if you know me at all, you know I love coffee. So sad. And it took me, like, a really long time to still get coffee every day and put it down and be like, eh. To realize I needed to stop. It just wasn't (laughs) worth it. I don't like coffee now. I'm like, this is so sad. (laughs) But be, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Console yourself because that joy came right back. Immediately. (laughs) 
Yes. What about you? I know this is I, so. I didn't expect to have cravings because I did not have cravings um, with my firstborn, and so. Um, but anything sweet made me just really sick, mm. and so I. <laughs> so disgusting i uh, craved um well peanut butter and jellies because why mm. would you not they're the best yes but also spaghettios <laughs> and not necessarily because it was the spaghettio because it was that that what is it the aluminum that metal, that metal taste, taste. <laughs> yeah that's so funny yeah and and also completely have not had a spaghettio since i was pregnant oh i still eat spaghettios now <laughs> can't do it can't do that's it. so funny pregnancy it. is such a funny thing so we find out we're pregnant it's so exciting but then we have to stay pregnant yes and stay pregnant we did and we did <laughs> and we did that well it was such a fun season to yes. be able to it feels we like both had fairly a, easy yeah times just walking through it yeah dun, 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 i remember carrying i did have gestational diabetes so i carried mm-hmm. like it was it, thankfully i was very healthy um, I just remember carrying like peanut butter everywhere I went. <laughs> like, oh, my my protein's down. Let me, or my sugars are down, whatever. Yeah. 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 It was such a good season though. It was. Really we enjoyed. walked through it and then it's time for baby showers. Yeah. Oh yeah. You get ready for yeah. your baby shower. Yeah. That was such a fun weekend getting ready for that. Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's like, you know, we're in the South. Uh-huh. We're going to do a baby shower. And um, yeah, I had my hair like I liked it. I had my my nails like I liked it. I had a spray tan ready to go. And um, at baby showers fall on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've changed that up a little bit. But now <laughs> we've learned a few things. But oh, my man. shower was obviously it was going to be immediately after church. Mm-hmm. And I woke up in the middle of the night that Sunday morning. And I thought I had, you know, use the bathroom on myself. <laughs> and it just wouldn't stop. So I'm like, hey, Brandon, something's happening you know, da, 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 da. we call the hospital. They're like, sounds like your water's breaking. And so, and he's scheduled to preach that Sunday. Yeah. So yeah. he's calling Brandon doll. I mean, Brandon Matthews yeah. early in the morning. He, you know, going over the message, the notes, like getting all that done. Meanwhile, I'm in the shower because I'm marinating in my tan and I can't be walking in <laughs> to L and D with How a strappy. towel between my legs and tiger stripes. <laughs> oh, spray yeah. tan problems. Yeah. Yep. And, but and I'm making a joke of it because it's, that's comical, but I was terrified. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm very much a go with the flow. I trust the Lord's timing. Um, that if one thing that was proven throughout this whole journey was his timing and trusting mm-hmm. it. In fact, our, um, I think we both prayed this prayer. I don't know. I did. I have it on a baby blanket, so it's a little <laughs> bit more true. <laughs> um, but it's Ecclesiastes 3.11. It says that God has made everything beautiful for his own time, and he has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. Yeah, And that was a scripture that constantly prayed, uh, that I prayed, and honestly brought so much peace. Because at that moment when my water broke, Shep was um, 34 weeks pregnant. And well, so, he wasn't pregnant, but you were. Uh, 30, <laughs> yes, I was 34 weeks pregnant with him. Thank you. I'm so far removed from this I know, world. It's so different. Like, what are the words? Yes. But um, so it's like an automatic ticket to yeah. the NICU at that point. Mm-hmm. But they're also, you know, they just people aren't are wise with their words. And and I know that they're trying to, you know, give some sort of hope and maybe prepare you. But they kept saying, like, you know, oh, those wimpy white boys. Da, da, da. I'm like, what are you saying right now? And mm-hmm. I just did not understand the timing. There were a few other things that were taking place in my own life. And, you know, I was missing people being there. And so it was just I, w- I really struggled with peace at that moment. Yeah. And um, I remember, 
you coming. I was trying to remember if you if you went to church. I don't think you did. I think you came straight up to the hospital that Sunday. And, I think we watched Brandon online. To yeah, be honest. that's I feel right. Like we all watched church online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job, Brandon. You nerds. did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I remember you saying something about well, we just don't know what the timing of it is this time in six weeks because that was you know his due date. Mm-hmm. What what will be happening then, and what you need to be present for at that mm-hmm. moment? And that did it brought me so much peace. It's crazy. And uh, yep. so we stayed in the hospital for a few days and, and did all the shots to get his lungs good and strong. And, mm-hmm. and he did go to the NICU. But um, honestly, he was such a healthy boy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, there's always a silver lining, right? It was nice because I got to see they're so dang rough yeah. <laughs> with the babies. And they I'm like, are. you can do that? Look how fragile that baby is. I mean, he was like a little over four pounds. And so yeah, um, it was kind of cool to see i needed a lot to of see freedom that. As yeah a i was like oh okay <laughs> a resilient my, little rubber my firstborn is yeah yeah yes living a cush life show <laughs> he's like nope now i know better yeah now we know better yeah, yeah. but That's it was funny. incredible honestly you know you can say so much about uh, your birthing story or whatnot but i genuinely i just remember the people that are so so close coming being present mm-hmm. um especially if there's, you know, for a void to have been missed and just feeling that Mm -hmm. and prayer and covering my sweet boy and myself. And because, you know, when you're, when you're, everything's out of your control, Mm -hmm. it is terrifying. And I felt like my body was completely abandoned. Yeah. And and I had no control over Mm -hmm. it. So I was just so thankful for, um, you know, I could say a thousand names of, Mm -hmm. of incredible people. Well, and after praying. being in the hospital that day with you, I left to finish helping the girls who did have the baby shower still <laughs> um, put together the nursery for little Shep because yeah. that's yeah. how not ready we were. <laughs> we were. You I were. Would, I would <laughs> like to say that that would be like, that's, I'm just, that's my personality. Yeah. I had just registered, like, his I birthday, think that following his week. His birthday's tomorrow, so we're going to go paint the nursery now. <laughs> That's Danielle. I, okay, I'm not going to tell myself in all the areas. I'm not even yeah. pregnant, and <laughs> she's I'm got balls. <laughs> and that's Jen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I'm so gonna go funny. with the flow. I've already said it. I've already said it. Um, I admitted it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so we walked through all that, and then um, it was funny because it's time for my baby shower. Then, yeah, we keep walking through. Little Shep's here, and yeah, we're all like oohing and on and part of life. Yeah, mm-hmm. woohoo! Sleep deprivation. <laughs> yeah. And you go on a trip. Oh, I did. I went down to the beach, and you came back for Mother's Day, and I was so concerned. So, I had preeclampsia. We didn't realize it. Yeah. And so, between leaving for the beach and coming home, like within that week, I had gained twenty pounds of fluid. It was shocking. It was shocking. Yeah. Like literally I left in flip-flops and had to buy new ones b- before we got down there because I had swollen up so big. I remember some people saying, oh, this is just normal good. And I was like, Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. call your doctor, call your doctor. <laughs> yeah. They're like, if you push on your ankle, does it come back out? I'm like, not really. <laughs> but the problem was, so they put me on bed rest at my house. And um, I was on that for like two weeks, but nobody tells me why this is a big deal. Like sure. your blood pressure, why preeclampsia is a big deal. That there's so many bad I feel things like that can it happen. Is probably more common knowledge, but we just don't know. 
I don't know nothing about it. I just knew that you did not look normal. Yeah, did not look yeah. normal. Even my mom was like, wow. And at that point, you weren't even 30 weeks pregnant. Right. It's yeah. in like the 28-ish yeah, range. Yeah, you're still, you're still uh, really yeah. tiny at that moment. Yeah, Ish. never got to the, Ish. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> considering a pregnant person. You were not tiny at that moment, but it was a lot of fluid. New lots. <laughs> um, the week transformation there was insane. Yeah. But, um, so I finally do call the doctor, tell them what's going on. They were like, you got to stop checking your, your blood pressure and stay on the couch. They wouldn't let me go get my hair done. I was furious, mm, mm, mm. furious. Mm. And, um, then it's time for my baby shower. And so I'm watching my blood pressure climb cause I've got to check it like every hour or something like that. Yeah. And it's climbing, it's climbing, it's remaining in the like 200s over 200s or something like it was, it was pretty insane, but no one had told me the ramifications of not dealing with this. So I'm like, I feel all right. We'll just sit here. If I just don't move, someone can drive me to the baby shower. I get this it too my logic. because my heart was broken to miss the baby miss shower. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like fighting for you. Yeah, to we're get all there. Like, yes. oh, we can be just calm. Yeah, but after um, I don't know who it was that was finally like, I think you should probably just call and ask. Sure. And I was like, so my blood pressure's been this for. Actually, I can't remember them already, but I found found my record the other day, and it was insanely high. And I was like, it's been this for like a few hours. They're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need to come down here. Are you alive? Are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I want to go to my baby shower tomorrow. They're like, no. What if you walked in and you had like your hair in aluminum foil from getting it done after they told you no? It's processing. Get me in and get me out. Get me ahead in a bathtub. They did not let you out. They did not let me out. Mm-mm. So they took me in and started me on the same shit, steroids and stuff. Same what? Steroids. <laughs> <laughs> steroids. <laughs> <laughs> the same steroids they had started Danielle on to help Shep. They started me on. Same thing they called Asher, the wimpy yeah. white boy. Yeah. Their lungs developed the slowest of all creatures. And um, so just preparing for whatever. And they're like, you're going to be on bed rest here in the hospital until it's time for the baby. I was right. like, that's a long time from now. <laughs> like, Are you kidding me? It's a long time. So I immediately start losing my mind. I'm like, you can't be serious. I don't do well with no... I can handle a lot of things if I know when it's going to end. Sure. Um, but if there's no end in sight, it's like, but this could be a year from now. And um, I know I'm at <laughs> like not, year 28, 29. Maybe if you're an elephant, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, it could be 10 weeks. Yeah, sure. And, um, that's still... That feels like a year. <clears throat> that's insane. In hospital. Yeah. Well, um, we're there and... We're there for about two weeks before my blood pressure climbs to the fat to point where the magnesium drips, all the little things, nothing's controlling it anymore. They're like, well, we're going to have to take the baby. So nobody strokes out or does anything crazy. And um, meanwhile, one of the specialists from the doctor, the hospital had come in. I think it was a lung specialist for the the babies came in and was like, just go ahead and prepare yourself. He's probably not going to live. They usually don't this this young. And I was like, excuse me. Is it? Are, what? Are you serious? Like, do you work here? Do you know me? Do you, do you know Satan? Know like, who God. are you? And um, <laughs> I mean, I was just so upset. You don't know my story. Yes. I was like, it didn't shake me at all. Sure. I thought like, he's an idiot. Like, Asher's fine. And um, and I just knew that. Like, there was no doubt in my mind. Like, the whole thing was bizarre, but I didn't doubt that he was going to live. Like, I knew he was going to be fine. A thousand percent. And so I was just super annoyed that they would let some you know quack come into my 
room and dare speak death over my kid. I was sure. like, get out. Yeah. And um, but then so they finally have to take Asher and I had prepared this whole time for a natural birth. I'd read all the books. I was so pumped. I knew how to get into my like safe space. <laughs> I like I knew it wasn't something I had any bearings of knowing what it was going to feel like, but I was prepared for it. Mm-hmm. But I was not prepared for an epidural. Like I was scared to death. For I don't sure. Because I was just so prepared the other way. Yeah, you had already you had read mm-hmm. your your whole game plan was to go yeah. natural. I oh, remember I whenever you were in the labor the labor and delivery room with me, whenever I was I think I was like eight <laughs> centimeters uh, <laughs> progressed. And um at that point they had not given me an epidural and I was not trying to go natural. <laughs> something had happened with the blood work and it just took a long time and I couldn't even form sentences, but I was like, be brave, be tough, gents watching. <laughs> Because I knew you wanted to go natural. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no shame in not. It's just that we, it's just the decision I'd made. We'd walked through so much. I was like, I want to feel as close to all this as possible. Yeah. Whatever. So it just meant something to me. It just meant something to me. And then there we are. I'm like, pity party moment. You know, I didn't get my baby shower. I'm not even like big, normal pregnant. Like, I don't feel that connection yet. Mm-hmm. Now I've got to have an epidural. I'm having a C-section. I can't even induce labor because I couldn't labor with blood pressure that high. I was like, every single thing is wrong. Like, wow. I don't understand it. Yeah. And um, after God had walked us through the whole first part of this dang story, I was like, what is, <laughs> what? is this life? Like, <laughs> <laughs> eh, ask me if I've ever asked God why. Um, have you? Just <laughs> But it was the weirdest thing. So we go through the C-section, da-da-da. I see him. He's like a crinkled up old man because he's like tiny. He is a little raisin. And With a head. He, yeah, so much head. <laughs> little bitty body. He had the best, biggest smile. He did. I have a picture he of him. He smiled from mean, day he one. Had day one. Huge. It's insane. Literally the size of his face. I've even got him dabbing. Yeah, like I remember the very beginning. It's hilarious. That. He was born cool. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, so we, we go through all this, and by the time I get to see him after recovery and all that thing, he has already ripped out his feeding tube, and he has already ripped out his breathing tube. Yeah, and I was like, because he knew better, and they were like, it took us a minute. We just watched him for a second because he didn't distress or anything. And we realized he's breathing on his own. He's fine. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, duh. Like, I mean, you go tell that, that fella. Like, checks to this day. <laughs> checks <laughs> to this day. He's going to do it himself. Don't That's you right. dare help yeah. Asher. Yeah. And, um, but they wheeled me in. I think before we got in a room together, we were just kind of beside each other in the hallway. And I was like, is that it? Is that him? Yeah. All right. Like, it was, he didn't feel like he was mine. Mm-hmm. He didn't feel like there was no attachment. There was no... It was like, okay, well, there's a kid over there. And it's just so much shock yeah. that's happening, too. And then you have your hormones at play. Yeah. It's a lot of different variables. Yeah. It was super weird. Um, but then, like you, we got the blessing of recovering from a C-section mm-hmm. without having to pick up a child or wake up in the middle of the night and all the things because we were in the NICU for 16 days. It was so surreal because we did give birth at the same hospital. Yeah. And it was the same NICU. So it was so crazy. It was. It was. It was like knowing how terrified I could have been through all those things and knowing that God threw all that on you first. (laughs) Which is just so interesting because here we are seven years later. And, um, you know, still, I'm like, obviously, I trust the timing. 
but it was my prayer for it yeah. to be Asher and then Shepherd, and yeah. and now I'm at peace knowing that I'm, at least I served in this way. Well, because for one, I was able to lean on you in so many ways that neither one of us realized at the time what was happening. Yeah, like no, God was not. literally putting me at peace by sending you through this, and because I got to watch you go in early, I got to watch Shep in the NICU, and I got yeah. to watch all this. And so then when it happened to me, you're obviously, everybody's going to be scared in their own way, but it was like, this can be okay. Like, this can be bad, but this can be fine. And I know that after all this, it's going to be fine. Yeah. And you um, know what is just like mind blowing? hmm. Remember whenever you said, who knows, you may need to be somewhere in six weeks. And six weeks later. Yes. Asher was born on Shep's due date. On Shep's due date. His actual due date. Yeah. Asher was born, which is just. I mean, like, look at God. Like the, Only the Lord could write that story. It's it's really my... That's why we've had to use two podcasts, because the details of this are so intertwined. Mm-hmm. It's like something only the Lord could orchestrate. And I hope that you hear our heart in this conversation, mm-hmm. that it is. As we just want it to reflect His, His faithfulness. And yeah. how He orchestrated every single detail. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was insane. Yeah. So He was just under four pounds. So tiny. Lost a I little, like, those little like everybody. And, I love it. They but stay again, a little longer. They tiny. He wore newborn clothes for like the first six months <laughs> of his life. But he, um, again, like you, having something that tiny, yeah, it was a lifesaver seeing those nurses treat him like a rag doll. I was like, well, they are dang resilient. I'm yes. like, thank God. Because then it was like, you didn't feel, he felt like he was indestructible. You knew to be good to him, yes. obviously, treat yes. him like a good parent would. But I don't have to like, be afraid I'm going to snap his little exactly. neck off or something like because he was tiny. Yeah. And um, uh, shout out to all the NICU nurses. Oh, my gosh. Their hearts. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. And um, I remember the battle in there to. Um, yeah. On top of all the other things, then breastfeeding didn't work for us either. Oh, sure. So there's no nursing because for one, we had to make sure he was getting enough food and you couldn't tell otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so, well, for one, it didn't work naturally later when we tried, I guess, because of the spacing anyways blah 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 we had to feed him bottles and i remember rejoicing because he he drank a quarter ounce of a little, milk today. a little spoonful yes <laughs> and it was so and then i look at some like real kid not real you know what i mean like healthy kids <laughs> bottle and i'm like they drink all of that like an, a whole ounce like <laughs> but he couldn't even hold that he um, couldn't yeah. so the teeny so bottles tiny. were like the size when we find those little wubbinubs or something what are, oh, is that what they're called is that, yes it I'm was like, the size of his body gosh, like i remember those those hit the pacifier yes, like the his little eyeballs peeked over the top of it because it took up his took whole up. self that's right it was crazy um, I'm gonna have to post some follow up pictures on Instagram or something so we can see what we're talking about. But sweet, it was such a journey, such a journey. But what it felt like to me, and I didn't, um, I wasn't thinking about this story on the forefront of my mind. But it's exactly, literally, the prayers and progression of First Samuel chapter one when Samuel was born. Mm. His mother Hannah had been barren for a long time, like mm. she couldn't have kids, and. Um, she just prayed and prayed and prayed, and she vowed to the Lord, um, O Lord of hosts, if you'll indeed look on the affliction of your servant and remember me and not forget me, um, I will g- and give your servant a son, I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And 
at a point she was praying so desperately, but not speaking out loud that the um, priest came up to her and she was like, are you drunk? Like, right. what are you doing What's here? What's your problem? Yeah. And she was like, oh, just forgive me. I'm just pouring out my heart to the Lord. Like, I am certainly not drunk. I'm just distressed. And yeah. um, he said to go in peace and the God of Israel grant your petition that you've made to him. And in due time, skipping on down, in due time, Hannah conceived and bore a son. She called his name Samuel, for she said, I've asked for him from the Lord. And when Samuel had gotten um, still just a small little little kiddo, she still took him, like she said, to the priest. And um, for this child, she says, for this child, I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition that I made to him. That's what I have on a blanket oh, for this child I've prayed. That's right. That's right. Um, I've lent him to the Lord, and as long as he lives, he is lent to the Lord. And then she just worshiped. Like, that's all she could do yeah. was worship. Yeah. And I feel like it's... It's, it's that, been our response for that's that's yes everything. for the seven years yeah and, and even now mm-hmm. retelling this and um you know going back to the archives but it's like I, I feel at this moment that we are honoring the Lord in such a way because He was so present mm-hmm. in wanting to um, just say trust me mm-hmm. trust me trust me like it may not have been our timing on it. It may not have been, shoot, it could have been a no, mm-hmm. but it was his voice. Yeah. And it is he, it is him that is good yeah. as our father. And so just walking through that journey and re, and you know, I know because we get the privilege of, of celebrating birthdays and we get to see all the, you know, you know, boo-boos or whatever, yeah. all the funny little things that they do. But having just celebrated Asher's seventh birthday, and mm-hmm. um, I know every single year y'all pray over and thank the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I know that y'all do that not just on birthdays. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, we we do the same. We will pray over. And it's just because we want, it's always returning back to the Lord. Yeah. It's just an, an act of worship because they are His. Well, and it's such a, a weighty thing even now because on down the road, like I can still see, we are seven years in, and I I don't know if maybe that's why God laid it on our heart to share. Yeah. Um, because seven is such a holy, perfect number in the Bible, and um, but seven years in, I can see where God is the one fathering him, like to where I've given him back to him, and God's just doing something in him that is beyond what Brandon or I are doing. Like it's hilarious because people are like, "You're just doing such a great job with him." I'm like, "No, we're trying to keep up." Like I don't. God's doing something in him, and we yeah. just spank him when he's being a butt. Like that's it. Like I don't know. Um, but God's just so faithful, and it was funny to think through. You know, the number seven can be kind of a number of completion, mm-hmm. and you're not going to get the raw version of me discovering this because, as we said in our first podcast in these two that this is the second time recording this. She was really weepy. Yeah. I had to like pick her up off the ground. It was a whole dramatic. No, I'm just oh kidding. Oh my gosh. No. It, but it was funny because it was kind of the revelation came as we were talking it yeah. out that I was like, obviously seven is not the completion of their story, but it does feel kind of like the completion of this part of my life sure. because, um, I struggled so long with obviously Asher's something to celebrate and those miracles and that journey is is and will always be something to celebrate. Right. But you know, still anytime somebody read the scriptures about bless children being a blessing of the Lord or your quiver being full of da 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 and all the different things, like I would be like, Yeah, well, 
I don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. I've only got one. Does that mean you're mad at me? Does that mean, mm-hmm. what does this mean? And I would struggle so hard with that. And I was actually in a worship experience once, and they started praying over people who wanted to have children. Mm-hmm. And they were praying over these people, and they kept saying, because we serve a good, good father. He's so good. He's so good. And my spirit just screamed, yeah, but is he? And I thought, oh, mm-hmm. I have never said such a thing in my life. Like, but it caught me. I was like, there's what I haven't dealt with. Like, there it is. Like, what do I do from this? Um, how do you forgive God for something that you don't understand? Like, and But it was like what's happened over this last year is reaching this deep, super, super interior version of trust in him to realize that he has nothing to be forgiven for, mm-hmm. that my wants and desires are not what he sees. We can see, I mean, we've just spilled out to you years of details that only the Lord could have woven together. And how dare I think I still know what's best? Like, it was just the funniest, like, revelation. Jen, come yeah. on. Yeah. And I've just reached this point to where I fully, fully trust his hand and his heart. And that's what's complete by now. And yes, we are seven years into Asher before I have come to that. I can't believe you didn't name him Steve Jobs. <laughs> we do. But thank I'm... you, Apple. But <laughs> we named him Asher Jackson, and he lives up to his name 100%. Yeah. Asher means happy and blessed. And Jackson means that the Lord has been gracious and so shown favor. Yeah. And um, we just wanted his name to honor what the Lord had done yeah. in Asher's a darn old little happy kid, and God has surely been gracious. The best buddy. And it's cool because, I mean, while we are best friends and we definitely do a lot of life together, um, it's not anything that we've made happen. I think Mm -hmm. it's obviously it's very organic. They're their little friendship that they have they are opposite just opposite just as their parents are so opposite but they are just perfect yeah Yeah, ride or die in fact Shepard said this morning can I just see Asher I haven't seen him in such a long time I said buddy you just saw him last night you saw him at school you (laughs) saw him Sunday (laughs) I know but it just it wasn't a long time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so cool. I mean, yeah. it's so cool to see what the Lord does. I yeah. mean, to have something like that to grow up I with. I walked and... into their to Brandon's office the other day, and Asher's just reading the Bible to Shepherd. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, Father, what is this goodness? <sighs> so good. To see it grow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible to look back on and to wonder and just dream about what's forward. Yeah. But what I do want to address before we close out this story in this podcast is um, that if you are still walking through your nose, whether it's infertility or whether it's anything, like anything. it could be anything. It could be jobs. It could be help in your marriage. It could be provision financially. Your, your or, prayer is not answered yes, in the way that you want exactly. it to be answered. If you are still there, there has never been anything that irked me more than to get specifically in the infertility journey to get to um, the end of a talk like this from somebody and then be like, and see, God's just so faithful Mm -hmm. and I'll be faithful for you too. I believe that 100%, but my trust in him is not because of my yes. Because truthfully, what happened since then, about a year ago, yeah, Yeah. a year ago. Yeah, it was a year ago. I had a second ectopic pregnancy and that was a shocker (laughs) because... I remember you coughing me. I was like, what do I do? I'm pregnant. What? What? (laughs) What? 
so there is this moment of shock and distress followed by realizing so joy. yeah if god did it god did it yes what so are I you doing Lord? Yeah. yeah oh so much joy but then also a slight bit of terror because i knew what happened last time mm-hmm. and i knew that they told us it wasn't likely and stuff so i wasn't speaking a word i was like y'all just pray and we'll just see when i go to the doctor and it turned out to be another ectopic. Mm-hmm. And so they had to put me in surgery again, take it out, take out my other fallopian tube. I don't know. They will not admit they did anything wrong to me, but it was the most painful situation I've ever been through. Um, and the first one was easy. So something was coca crazy. Um, <laughs> she can't even say it. Right. I can't even say it. I mean, I was down for months. Yeah. And the first time I was down for like days. So some it was psycho pain mixed with all these like, trauma emotions like super weird that I had to work through and I thought why yeah but I think it fed into this completion of okay but you are still good yeah if it's no then what then he is still good I think there's something just so powerful in knowing who your father is yeah because circumstances are going to look so different for every single person. Mm-hmm. And as you listen, you are already thinking about the thing that you're going through that did not turn out the way that you wanted it to or that it doesn't look like it's going to turn out. Yeah. But the truth of it is, is like he wants to speak to you. Yeah. Because he knows exactly like how dare we put him in a bubble. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine the details. We could have never, never and we wouldn't known. have even mm-hmm. looked for it. Right. So look for him in those details. Yeah. Yeah. Because I stand here talking to you with a yes and a miracle, but I also stand here talking to you with a no yeah. and a no, no, because I have now no fallopian tubes. Mm-hmm. Not that God couldn't restore that. Um, that's not my prayer at this point. Like I don't, he can do whatever he wants. And if he does, holy cow, but it's an, you know, it's not in my future. Yeah. And so I stand here. What was my initial picture I talked about in the first podcast? Three kids. Yeah. I stand here with one, but I stand here trusting God with that one and knowing that this is our story and there's a reason. Mm-hmm. And um, I, can't, I can't give you a perfect formula for just trusting the Lord, but I can promise you, if you'll look back at all the principles that have laid out through this story, it involves community. Mm-hmm. It involves being vulnerable with the people behind, beside you, trusting them with your prayers, um, watching God be faithful, seeing the little details and appreciating them and not just throwing away the details for the big picture because yeah. we ain't got the big picture. Right. Um, he's just so faithful. And remembering, if it is a yes, to always go back and honor him mm-hmm. for every prayer that we prayed. Yeah. I pray that we are found w- where we are just continuing to thank him for it, even now. Yeah. Yeah. One day our boys are going to listen to this and... They're going to be like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but we want them to know it's yeah. because their father, they're so, they're like from the beginning of time, yeah. scripture is true. Like he knew the timing of their life. Yeah. And it's the same for you. Thanks for letting us share our heart and our journey with you today. The Lord's been so faithful and we're fully confident that he will continue to be. We love doing life with you in every way, so make sure you connect with us on social media so you don't miss a thing. And we would love it if you would take a moment to rate and review this podcast. If you have a friend who would appreciate this message, share it with them. This is one way we walk out our faith together. So thanks for letting us be a part of your day today. Until next time, keep growing.